Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows. Five, four, three, two, one. Cue music. This is Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Movies First underway once again and uh, action, adventure, fantasy, Michael Fassbender. They're five words that seem to go together time and time again. Alex First is Assassin's Creed, a good combination of all these things. Well, do you like video games turned into special effects blockbusters is my first question to you, Chris. I have my questions over this. Yes, well, look, plenty of running around, fighting to the death, and some big names to go with it. That's what you are in for when you buy a ticket to see this movie, Assassin's Creed. The game, released in 2007, dropped players into the heart of the Crusades imagining a bloody, centuries-long war between a secret society known as the Assassins and the Christian Order Knights Templar. And it spawned no fewer than eight sequels, slew of popular spin-offs that have sold more than 100 million copies worldwide. So games being turned into movies, it's not new. It's been done many times before, and it will continue because it's a licence to print money. The series... The game series has transported players to the Italian resistance, or Renaissance rather than the resistance, the foundation of America, the golden age of piracy in the Caribbean, and revolutionary France. So they, they span the globe, and I don't think that's a bad thing. One of the marks of the franchise has been its marriage of history with heightened fantasy. So framing each of the games is the assassin-templar conflict of today, in which a shadowy biotechnology company called Abstergo Industries serves as the front for the Knights Templar. All right, so yeah, it's, it's a modern, modern incantation of the Templar order. Now, what happens here in terms of this movie? They, well, they imprison assassins and they, they use a device called the Animus, A-N-I-M-U-S, to tap their genetic memories and uncover the secrets of their ancestors. That, that's what the Templars do. Uh-huh. And adapting Assassin's Creed for the big screen, the movie introduces a new character to the established canon. His name is Cal Lynch, played by Michael Fassbender. You're listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. For more, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. He's a descendant of several lines of prominent assassins. Um, Cal is a career criminal. Now, he's rescued from his own execution by Abstergo Industries, right? So that, that's what happens. And he's forced to participate in the Animus Project to relive the memories of his ancestor, whose name is Aguilar de Nerja. And he's an assassin during the Spanish Inquisition in the 15th century. Ah, and no one expects the Spanish Inquisition. No, exactly. And as Cal continues to experience Aguilar's memories, he begins to gain an understanding of his traumatic past and his role in the conflict between the warring factions, between the Templars and the Assassins. It's all about protecting free will from the power-hungry Knights Templar and, with it, redemption for Cal. As I say, 
he's he's not a good guy. He's a career criminal. With his experience, he's well, he, he played the mutant, didn't he? Mag, Magento in in uh, X Men: Days of Future Futures Past. That was Fassbender. So I suppose he was well placed to understand the storytelling possibilities afforded by this particular game's time bending sci fi inflected premise. And when they had him on board, attention turned to a director who could partner with him and bring a bit of depth to the storytelling. There, there was a guy who had collaborated with Fassbender and Marianne Cotillard, who's the other star of this piece. And that, that the, the person I'm talking about actually did Snowtown, which is a very, uh, it was quite a violent movie mm. here in Australia, but a very good one. Justin Curzel is his name, and he's the one who directs Assassin's Creed. And Marianne Cotillard, by the way, plays Abstergo's scientist, the facility scientist, Sophia Ricken, who introduces Cal to the Animus. And, uh, in fact, the collaboration between Justin Curzel and Fassbender and Cotillard, they, they worked on Macbeth last year. So, as I say, it was seemingly quite a natural fit. Now, Cal's journey was at the heart of Curzel's interest in, in this project. It's about a man who learns who he is through the experiences and lives of those who have come before him, according to Curzel. And the set pieces, the crashing and the bashing and the slicing and the dicing, quite striking, well choreographed, but they go on for too long, Chris. Linking the present and the past, that's a regularly used fantasy plot device. It works well enough. However, as straightforward as the contention is, the storyline, well, that doesn't shake out that way. In fact, I had minutes of boredom and disinterest. And I was somewhat confused. Apart from looking mighty buff, what is Michael Fassbender <laughs> doing accepting a role like this? And, I mean, I, I can say the same about Marianne Cotillard, along with Charlotte Rampling and Brendan Gleeson, all of whom looked strangely out of place. I mean, surely there's a hell of a lot more worthy material for them and Jeremy Irons, who plays the CEO of... Abstergo Industries, an organisation supposedly dedicated to the perfection of humankind, to lend their talents to. I can probably give you the answer to, to what uh, what these people, these fine actors and actresses, Michael Fassbender, Jeremy Irons, Marion Cotillard, I can probably do it in one word for you, Alex. The answer, money. Yeah, wads of cash. Absolutely. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. I don't know if you've ever read his uh, read the autobiography. But he actually said in there, uh, and I'll paraphrase because I don't have it in front of me, but he, he said words to the effect of uh, he often got asked why did he choose so many ordinary roles in a career that had so many good roles. And he said, simple, I'm a working actor and I need the money. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, maybe, maybe it's the same for, for Jeremy Irons and Michael Fassbender. Uh, you know, if you want an excuse to appear in a, in, a, in, a, in a movie, take the cash, take the yeah. money. Well, you know, I mean, what Michael Caine's won a couple of Oscars, so I mean, you know, he, mind you, he, he was in, in a stinker. Was that last year? Uh, what was that? What was it called? It, it was in a movie in the last year or so, which I thought was the last Witch Hunter. That was terrible. That yeah, was it, it must have been bad. I didn't even get to see it. Uh, well, that was. I'm just trying to think. Uh, that was with Vin Diesel. Yeah. That was a really bad movie. Anyway, so yes. <laughs> it was with Vin, Vin Diesel and it was a terrible movie. Hmm. <laughs> oh, now, don't be like that. They've made the Fast and Furious and they're doing well with it. Okay, so... <laughs> Does that mean that they're good movies? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't mean it at all. Look, 
let's just say I wasn't sold on Assassin's Creed. It, it features, by the way, it features an infernal bird circling in the sky every time something bad is about to go down, and and when they go back into the past, etc. You know what bit I say of a about giveaway, that? really? Well. <laughs> No. Bloody, oh, look, there's a bird in the sky. Something bad's about to happen. I better go and take cover. Have the bloody thing tarred and feathered. It's already got feathers. Not, bird. not, not really, but in a metaphorical sense, yes. So, uh, okay. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a pass because of the effects. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't sound like a very good reason, but anyway, you're the, you're, you're the man. Yeah. Well, it's rated M. It runs for 115 minutes. It could have run for 90 and 5 out of 10 for Assassin's Creed, if you must. You've been listening to Movies First with Alex First and Chris Coleman. Subscribe to the full podcast at Audioboom, Stitcher and iTunes or your favourite podcast distributor. This has been another quality podcast production from Bytes.com. Welcome to Mafia, a new podcast telling stories of America's criminal underworld. Gotti assumed the position of head of the Gambino family. And using the name Donnie Brasco, I was able to infiltrate the uh, Bonanno uh, crime family in New York City. Bugsy Siegel is an American mob legend. One man changed the whole texture and landscape of crime in America. Listen to Mafia every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite shows.